Would it surprise you to know that we all have the same purpose in life? It's simple, just to glorify God. But how we will each do it is unique only to us. How you will do it is unique only to you. That's why the world needs you. That's why God made you and Jesus saved you. You are as unique and beautiful as each snowflake falling from the sky. So become fully the beautiful you you were created to be in Christ Jesus. I so want that for you. And I so want to help you in your journey to do just that. So come with me this year, your host for Purpose Driven Mommy with a Coffee, Michelle Da Silva. I'm a wife and a mom to three crazy boys. So I know all the things about how busy life can be. But if you are craving something more in your life and in your walk with Christ, draw on the living water and the bread of life and follow Jesus to all that life, the life of purpose in him can be. And that's what my heart is for you. And that's what this podcast is all about. Carrie Underwood says, it's hard to be a good wife, a good mom, and a good Christian. And we all know that's the truth, right? We experience it every day. And as much as we love and appreciate our husbands and they love and appreciate us, they will never know what it is to be a mom. Especially for those of you like me that are stay-at-home moms, I see you. God sees you. As moms, we are just so busy and overwhelmed sometimes with just the everyday things that we forget to look up. Yes, this work of being a mom is a wonderful labor of love, but we tend to get lost in the smaller things and we tend to feel very small and isolated because we forget to tap into what is infinitely greater and bigger than us. We're all a part of a bigger story that started long ago, but we tend to get lost in our struggles and our everyday things. And because of this, it feels like we just don't have the bandwidth to be or do all that God created us to be and do. And I have so been there. In fact, it wasn't that long ago. I've probably spent the better part of 10 years in this place, in the rat race. I worked full time and then I didn't, but I still kind of struggled with many of the same things. And I still do occasionally, but in reality, our world and our strength, our power and our time and our resources are expanded and multiplied somehow miraculously when we give it all to God and take just a minute sometimes to look up, to go to the source of all the abundance and fullness of life and Christ that we want to live in and ask God for some guidance and some help. We no longer want to struggle and work so hard just to survive. We want to thrive. But if we want to do that, we've got to start by looking up, going to the source. This is the real game changer, ladies. I promise you, I I wish I could tell you just how much my life and my mindset and my experiences have been affected by just this one thing, by looking up. Um, it's made everything in my life more, better, bigger, because I'm tapping into the infinite. I now feel the infinite possibilities of a life lived in Christ. But of course, it's not really about me here. And really my heart in this podcast is for you. And that's why I want to invite you into the abundant life with Christ too. Let's start transforming our lives and our families by thanking God for what we have first and foremost. Yes, let's be thankful 
We have all of these little monsters running around our house and being thankful for the fact that we have a house and just all the things that we have. But then we get to go to the God of the universe and reach out for his help, his guidance and his strength, which is much greater than our own. So don't try to do it on your own. We need him. We need his strength. And we can reach out for more of that. But not just his strength, also his wisdom, because his ways are higher than our ways. And fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's what it says in the Bible. And he has the never-ending storehouse that we can draw from. I mean, I don't know how many times I've cried out for help and wisdom for my marriage and my family. And then something was magically like hand-delivered to me. God said, look at this parental advice. It's dead on. That rebellious child just needs more individual time, love and attention. And that's all. Then he'll be easier to lead. And by the way, here's a marriage devotional that you can do. And um, with it, you and your husband, like it's going to be great because that's what you really need is God to be more of the focus in your relationship. And I'm like, wow. Now we just need to get to doing it. <laughs> you know, right? That's the key. Get to doing it. All the things that God wants you to do and he shows me. But, well, thanks God. You really do care about my things. And what's more is that those storehouses of abundance that are found in God through Christ, they lead to everything you crave to be complete and fulfilled and filled with joy. People, even those in the church are always running around saying, how do I find more joy in my life? Um, joy of the Lord. <laughs> so how do I get out of this depression and darkness and sadness that I'm feeling? Well, fill that darkness with his marvelous light. Also, you may not realize this, but the true experience of lasting joy is found in what you do to serve others. When you find that you have purpose and there is meaning in what you're doing with your time and your life, that's when you find the joy. I, you know, I felt this and I know it every time I do something special for my husband or for my kids and I stop thinking only about myself, but it goes beyond that into how we serve others as well. I promise you there will be a return. Um, not that it's all about our selfish like needs or whatever, but I, there is a greater return in what we give than what we receive. Okay. So Moving on from my rant here, it was about, I guess, four or five years ago that I started to say to God somehow, even with all that I have, all that you've given me with my family and my home and um, my house and all the joy that that all gives me, I still feel like I want more in my life. With all that I do for my family, I just haven't felt that sense of like meaning and purpose and fulfillment. Something is still missing. And he kind of said to me in a more like, godly way through my journey um, since then. Well, duh, you no longer do anything to serve me and others in the world. So you no longer tap into my power in order to use your gifts in the world to become a part of something bigger that I want to do with you. And you need that to realize the full meaning and fulfillment and abundance in your life that I created you for. Oh man, my mind has been like totally blown. And I look at all of the things that people struggle with in this world. And I think, 
wow, if only they knew that they were made by God on purpose for a purpose, for his purposes, what a game changer that would be for them, for our kids, for all people, for people with disabilities. I mean, it just goes on and on. I've always just had this heart that is like, oh my gosh, Lord, like, thanks for showing me this wonderful truth. Now, how do I go forth and share it with others and give them what you're giving me? When I was finishing college, this was my question to God. And he helped me find my way to a ministry called Campfield Productions, where I actually got to dip my toes into doing just that. And now that I've come to like know his truth, this womanly wisdom, your purpose is your superpower. Like I want to share it with you. I want to lead you to that thing that is going to be your thing. I want to help you transform your life from ordinary into something extraordinary with Jesus and his purpose for you at the forefront. And as soon as you start seeking God and you accept him as your Lord and Savior and you believe in him and then you receive his Holy Spirit, your superpower, that which you were created for, is awakened inside of you. The Holy Spirit empowers you to become more and to do more than you ever thought you could do than you ever thought was possible. You see, we forget that becoming a new creation in Christ is not just about doing the right things and becoming a better person. You know, that's all really good actually, but it's about becoming the true you that you were created to be. It's about having the heart and mind of Christ, about having a heart that breaks for that which breaks his heart. Do something about that which is breaking his heart and yours. That's what will truly light you up. You need to share the light and the giftings and the you that God put you on this world to share. Once we trust in him and receive his power and his guidance, this becomes possible. And the world has endless possibilities. That's called freedom in Christ, y'all. That's what brings the joy of the Lord, connecting with him and then connecting with others to do that which you were created to do. God not only offers eternal life, which is, by the way, the greatest gift that he has to offer, but he also offers the abundant and full life in the here and now, in him and through him. He wakes us up. It's like Neo was awakened and made aware of this whole hidden truth and like world in the matrix with the red pill. Once we swallow the Holy Ghost pill, there is like no going back to what was and the person that we were. There is just this amazing, like new, fulfilled life that is opened up to us. People are so afraid to follow Jesus because they think, and we think that we will have to give something up. And um, there are some, you know, negative things that we might have to give up. But did you know that when you follow him into the life of service that he has for you, that you will actually feel more joy and abundance and fulfillment than you've ever felt before? It's true. It is so true. And I wish that everyone knew this like I do. And it's, it's actually a scientific fact that you feel more joy in the giving than the receiving in life. So why do we spend so much time building our own kingdoms here that will only pass away and serving ourselves? It's like not about us. It's not about us, y'all. I'm sorry. But it's not about you. And it's not about me. It's about bringing glory to God and bringing people who are far from the love of God, close to God and into his marvelous light. And we do that by shining our light, the peace of him that's in us, into the darkness, out into the world. We do that by becoming like Christ, 
by becoming the specific salt and seasoning he made us specifically to be in this world and spreading our salt and light around in the places and spaces he has prepared for us to make the biggest impact for his purposes. He will prepare us and he will guide us, but ultimately it's about what he can do through us and you and me just fully surrendering to him and saying, yes, Lord, I'm ready. Let's do this. So this thought came to me recently. It's this, God is willing and able to do amazing things with your life, but you have to be willing to participate. That's all it takes. You see, I used to tell young people this truth all over the country in my 20s when I spoke in schools. And I would say, you're here on purpose for a purpose. And I loved it. I got to hear some of their personal stories of struggle and I got to love on them and speak truth into their lives. But in the last maybe like 10 years, like I said, 10 years of my life, I've no longer had an outlet for that. I mean, I'm telling you, it's been at least 10 years since I've really been able to do things like this to make an impact in the world. And now don't get me wrong, many amazing things have come my way in this time in my life, but nothing has really distracted me well enough that I didn't realize that something was still missing. I loved God, but I was no longer doing anything with God for God and for other people like you. And that essentially is why I'm doing this podcast and my ministry, why I'm speaking to you, because I've come to know that my life's purpose is speaking Christ's truth and love into people's lives. I'm trying to do that everywhere I go, and especially in my own household, but also here for you, because if you have something as amazing as the cure for death itself, you don't hide it. You share it. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Did you ever wonder what way to go? Ask Jesus. He is the way. Did you ever wonder what's true in the midst of a world where new definitions of what's true are changing every day practically? Ask Jesus. Seek him in prayer and read all about the truth in the Bible, the word of God. He will steadfastly tell you what's true and what you can stake your life on. And on that note, he brings life. If you want to know what true life is all about, if you want to experience the full abundance of life, it is only found in Christ. If you read all about Solomon in the Bible, he will tell you, I have all wisdom and I have experienced all the riches and success that life has to offer. And yet nothing compares to a life lived for God, with God. Why? Because God created us and he knows what he created us for. First of all, for a relationship with him, but he knows what will light us up inside and he knows what we were created for are the good works that he put inside of us to do. He says in John 10, 10, the thief of this world, Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does. He destroys our very identity sometimes. And then Christ says, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, God says that he knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us hope and a future. So many people in this world, even the ones who have all that the world has to offer, they have no hope because they don't have Jesus and the hope in the eternal that we have. They don't have the hope that Jesus offers. They don't have his light inside of them to carry them through. Sometimes even to the next day, People like Robin Williams who have it all, they end up ending it all because they have not found the hope that only Jesus can bring. Now, this doesn't mean that 
we won't also have struggles here in this world, even if we have Jesus, because we know Satan is the ruler of this world. And because of that, we will experience struggles. But that's only to lead us back to a God who brings heaven to earth and promises a future and a place where there is no struggle. He gives us a hope for a forever home like we have never experienced in this place. Jesus Christ is the key. And if you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you have the key to the eternal kingdom, lady. You have everything you need to live for God's purposes and experience him and his abundance like you never have before. Come with me. All you have to do is use that key to unlock all the possibilities, to see all the hope, to share all the things, to be lit up by the God of the universe and to have that impact that you so want to have in your household with your family, to become a powerhouse mama, but also to have that positive eternal impact on the world. Just like those disciples of the Bible and they're of course on the new TV series, The Chosen, you can do that, you can be like them. So seek more of the source. Seek Jesus. We have to stop and look up to the one who brings us a full life and a good work to do. And who also, by the way, gives us everything we need to do the good works. I know that we are saved by grace through faith, but there is so much more to experience with God that we will miss if we don't follow him, become his disciple and go forth making disciples. We can just simply seek him to help us in all the good works he has planned for us. That's all we have to do. Because it's not about our strength and talents in the end. It's about his strength and his power. And what kind of an example are you going to set for your children? The Bible says to raise up your kids in the way they should go and they will not depart from it. But if you don't show your kids what it's all about and how to find their way to Jesus and his abundant life, how will they find their way? How will they know? It starts with you. If you're stuck in the small things like I was, then look up. Every day, take a moment with God and say, I'm stuck in this small picture of who I am and what life is. Please, can you show me some more of the infinite? Please show me more of the big picture and who you created me to be and what you created me to do. Then when we seek him through prayer and Bible reading, I promise the Holy Spirit is going to do a work in you. And he will start to help you and show you and inspire you. And you will know what this life with Christ is really all about. Like I said, we're all called to be disciples and to go forth and make disciples of all the nations. But I also know we're all called to do it in different ways and places and spaces. I'm here doing things through a podcast. And there may be other things and, and different ways in the future for me. But that doesn't have to be your way. You might be called to be more bold in the workplace if you're working outside the home. You might be called to move your family to Africa or go on a mission trip. You might be called to give more of your time and affluence to causes that are impacting the world. You may be called to start a new ministry in your church. We're all called to do different things based on our own giftings and the specific works God has placed inside of us and ahead of us to do. Some people are musically gifted and some people feed the homeless and the starving and some people shine the light of Christ in prisons or schools somehow. You know, someone at my son's school has, um, they've started a Bible club for people to go to after school. He's in elementary school, so it's probably a parent or something or a teacher, but isn't that so cool? I love that someone is bringing the light of Christ into the school, so it will not be such a dark place for our children. Things like this inspire me, and I hope they inspire you to think about what you might do. 
how you can make an impact, how you can make a difference. We can pray every day that God will give us more of what we need for this or that, the little things of this world. And of course, I believe he cares about even the little things in our lives, but we should also say something like, here I am, Lord, use me. I'll be your vessel to pour out some of what I've received onto others. First in my home and my family, yes, of course, but also in this lost and broken world. This is where purpose comes in. What are you going to become and do for the kingdom of God to pour God's love onto others? I promise it'll be something you'll love because it's what you were ultimately made to do. Do something that lights you up and share it with the world. You know, I've seen this firsthand, not just in my life, but I remember when my cousin Eric first got saved and started going to church. We were still kids really, but man, was he on fire for the Lord. He'd always loved music and people. And, you know, when he started going to church, he got saved. And I remember he just wanted to hear all the Christian music, even my mom's old lady Christian music, you know, that I was like, why do you want to listen to that? <laughs> and he was just different. He was lit up y'all. I'd been going to church my whole life and I'd never experienced that. And I'd been baptized and I believed in God, but this was the first sign for me that this was supposed to actually change you and make a difference in your life. It was my clue that there really was something more to this whole thing. My cousin followed his Jesus and his leading to the call on his life, all the way to becoming a worship leader at some pretty major churches in Texas. He's still one of the most alive people I've probably ever met. Jesus has made a huge difference for him, and now he's doing what he was made to do for Jesus. Jesus has made a huge difference for him because, you see, he didn't just believe. He didn't stop there, but he also received and became, and there's a whole lot more of that, where that came from, for, for us too. Praise Jesus. Like, I am, I'm so excited about that truth, and I want to share it with you. So if you haven't heard this saying before, there is a way that uh, One and All Church in Southern California talks about the, con the conversion experience, and it involves just three simple steps, believe, receive, and become. And I'm going to talk a lot more about this coming up, but just know that it's so easy to share this with others in order to bring them to Christ. That's the first thing. But so many of us that have come to Christ, we stop at the believing part. And I'm, I'm here to really ask you, is that really enough? Is that enough for you? Enough for eternal life, perhaps yes. But I'm here to say, don't just believe. Even the devil believes. But go all the way. Go all in. Fully receive Jesus and his Holy Spirit so that you can become and do all that you were meant to do. You know, in youth group and at all of the big events, we tend to focus so much on the first part. That is belief. That we forget that there is so much more. Yes, belief, faith, it saves us and it offers us eternal life. But why stop there when we can fully receive the gifts of salvation for the here and now? This is what I want for you. Receive the Holy Spirit and his power for your life. This is what I want for everyone. This is what I want for my family. This is what I want you to be able to share with your family. And then, of course, go forth and change the world. Become a Christian and become a disciple and make disciples of all the people you meet. But let me back up here a second. Because I just want to explain something else that I've discovered. You see, we make this, like, super difficult. And we think we have to, like, preach at everyone or 
be a preacher or a teacher or know the whole Bible or anyway, I used to think that in order to change people's lives for Christ, to change the world for him, I had to go around preaching at people all the time. Now, yes, my purpose is to use my voice to speak truth, but you know what I found out even like ever so recently is that what changes lives more than anything else is just connecting with people, loving on them, listening to them, giving of myself, and ultimately caring about what is going on in their life, caring about what they care about and listening to what they have to say too. Then people all of a sudden care what I have to say because they know and they feel how much I care. Then they're like, okay, I like her. And I want to know why she is the way she is. I want to know what is driving her. If I ask for their story, then all of a sudden, guess what? They want to know mine. They want to know what lights me up because that's what they so desperately want for themselves. They want to know where is this love coming from? And then I get to tell them it's Jesus. He's amazing. God opens doors that you think would never be open to share your gifts. Going back to my story about my cousin, he was into drugs. He was a problem at school. He was a lot of things until he came to Jesus. But his heart was melted by love, by the love of Jesus and the love of his people who reached out to him wherever he was. My cousin didn't have a stable home life and a lot of love in his life probably as a young person, if I'm being honest. But now he has a great family. He has kids. He has a wife. They're beautiful and they love him, and he has a church family that I'm sure loves him as well, and he is a part of the family of God, and that is the best thing you could ever be a part of. That's the best thing you could ever give to your kids and to other people, but back to my cousin Eric. He's also on fire for God and using his gifts for the kingdom of God, which I'm telling you is the real game changer. It's life-giving. Your purpose in this world is your superpower. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a powerhouse mama. That's my goal. That's my goal for me. That's my goal for you. And that's what this podcast is all about. Use what you're passionate about to make a positive impact in the world. And then remember what the purpose of all of it is to help people find Jesus so that you and they can find eternal life and life abundant. It's the ultimate pay it forward. Whew, I'm getting all worked up here. But with all of that introduction out of the way, really the most important thing you need to hear about is all of that. But I also wanna tell you a little more about my journey so you can get to know me because I believe there is power in all of our stories, our testimonies, if you will. If you're gonna come on this journey with me, I figure you wanna know just a little bit about who in the heck I am. First, know that I know that I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul, who changed my life. That's what Casting Crowns and Matthew West sing about in a very powerful song that is kind of like my anthem. But anyway, I digress. I am literally a nobody, but so, so were all of Jesus' disciples who were empowered by him. He has empowered me and he empowers you. Anyway, I have done some amazing things in my life for Jesus, but I've also had a few hiccups along the way. So I grew up in church, a little Baptist church in a little town in Eastern Washington, and I knew all the Bible stories, all about Jesus, really from a young age. And I was baptized, I would say sometime between the ages of like eight and 10 maybe. And I kept going to church with my family throughout high school, but really my life wasn't all about Jesus and following him. 
um, I experienced him. I think even during some of those moments, I would go to youth group and I would be singing worship and I would just break down and cry. And I didn't know why. And I believe now, of course, that was the Holy Spirit working in my heart. But, you know, I was just to let you know kind of how I was like, I was a little too school for cool, as Pink would say in her song. Like I was not the cool kid. I mean, I kind of was liked by a lot of different people and fit into a lot of different groups, but I was not by any means popular. I was really the smart girl, um, the girl who was never allowed to do anything. So I grew up in a house that was really like, um, we just didn't, you know, I wasn't allowed to do a lot, you know? Um, but so when I decided, you know, when I went to college, I decided I would reinvent myself so that people would like me. They would like me more. <laughs> that was the goal. I went to a, a Bible study for a while and I went to church sometimes even, but sadly my life kind of became more about becoming the life of the party than about following Jesus. And, but because I got into so much darkness, I started to really realize how much I needed to start heading back into the light. And I started asking the big questions like, is this all there is? Like, what am I here for? What is this life really all about? So I went back to search for some answers in the Bible, the place I knew from childhood would have some answers for me. And I mean, throughout this time, I, I did some crazy things. I almost died of alcohol poisoning once and I was checked into the hospital with an allergic reaction to diet pills. And really in all this effort to find myself, I had really lost track of who God had really made me to be. <clears throat> My identity in Christ. Um, you see, the world tells us we have to find ourselves and define who we are instead of the truth, which is that our identity is really found in Christ. So we don't have to find our identity. We already have one. We were made with it. God like stamped it into us when he made us. It's established in him. And when we follow him, we discover it more and more. But while I was experiencing all the things I discovered, much like Solomon, none of it brought me joy. Instead, it brought me sickness and almost death, as sin does. So Satan was really having a field day with me and thinking that he had won me over. But the more I experienced those things and that life, the more I craved something else. And by the grace of God, I found my way back to Jesus again. And I started asking God how I could be used to share what he was giving me. Uh, with others that were like me. I did an internship at a Christian radio station, actually, that really started to change my life. I got really involved in church again, uh, my cousin's church at the time, actually. And man, I was experiencing the best of what Jesus had to offer. And then I had to go back and finish out college. But upon finishing college, I was praying again about how I could do something for Jesus. And I found an opportunity to work for an organization called Campfell Productions, a ministry where I would work for a few years of my adult life, actually pouring into the lives of young people all over the United States, shining my light in the darkness, using my voice to speak truth. Then I would eventually come back to the Spokane area and work back at the Christian radio station while I also got involved in a nonprofit called Ignite Spokane, putting on Christian concerts and events and that was super fun. At the same time, I was also helping out my church's youth group. I helped raise money for and lead a mission trip for the group to Mexico. 
And that mission trip, it was such an amazing experience that really like taught me that we can find meaning and purpose in what we accomplish for others. And ultimately in what brings glory to God. I could feel it there and the people we were serving could feel it. Like what an amazing time. However, there would be a time coming soon in my life after only a couple of short years really that the Christian radio station I worked for was sold and that opportunity would come to an end. And the nonprofit group I was working with, Ignite Spokane, would be done after our biggest event. Um, it was a Brandon Heath concert, actually. And then my pastor and mentor, who was like a father figure to me at this point, got really sick and decided to shut down the, the church. I had actually started a young adult group there at this point, but I would no longer have that support or that ministry either. And at the same time, a romantic relationship I was involved in, which really wasn't good for me, but, you know, it, it came to an end. And so that was another big hit. I mean, one thing after another in my life, the bottom just dropped out. My pastor eventually died of cancer, by the way. He was probably really one of the only people that was encouraging me in my ministry and my gifting. And he was really like, the you know, a spiritual father to me. So now without like the support and the purpose and the Christian bubble in my life, I started to really kind of almost fall away. I, I still love Jesus, but slowly I would make a number of different choices that weren't the best. And really, I wasn't even going to church much because I was working in a job where I was traveling a lot. And, you know, I wanted to find a good Christian guy that was kind of sort of my focus for a while. I wanted this for quite some time, but it just wasn't happening. So I just started living life out in the world. It wasn't really a conscious choice so much as I just needed to find a way to live and survive. So if you're in that kind of place, like I really get it. Like I said, I still loved Jesus, but I would not say that I was living my life that way as much anymore. It was like my pastor would always say, if you're not moving forward, the tides of life will like take you back or down the stream or something like that. But Lo and behold, you know, God is so good. I would eventually meet my husband, my now husband. Yay, and he is really, truly a godsend. But we didn't meet in church, and there have been a lot of struggles in our relationship, probably because of that. So I ended up getting pregnant and having my son before we were eventually married. So that was kind of a big deal. And... But we've had two beautiful children since then, since we were married back in 2016. And it really took a big move to the state of Montana, where I now live, about four to five years ago, to really awaken my hunger and thirst for Jesus and serving him again. I, I had to quit my job where I'd worked for five years and kind of worked full time, worked my way up the ranks in order to make the move. And I was actually really excited to be a stay-at-home mom, but... I ended up getting really lonely and restless, and I just, I felt isolated from the world. I didn't know anyone. I had no family or friends there. It was just my husband and myself and my two kiddos at the time, and then I started to feel like I was just empty, and I needed something more, and so I started reading my Bible again, and I made it a goal to get involved in a church again, and I did. I went to this great, uh, this great women's Bible study at Calvary Chapel in Bozeman, Montana, and it lit me up again, and Besides for hanging out with my husband and my kids, it was definitely my favorite thing to do. I started doing regular Bible study with an inductive Bible study method, and I was just so thirsty for the word and learning, and I, 
I loved chatting with the ladies about it. And wouldn't you know it, I just couldn't keep my mouth shut there. Always my problem in life. No, um, this was a good thing. But God used me to speak words of wisdom and revelation into a young woman's life. She had been trying desperately to have a second child, but she just hadn't been successful and had not had just one, but like a series of miscarriages. And God just whispered in my ear, my, my mind, something about the word breakthrough. I said, I think God wants me to tell you that this will be a time of breakthrough in your life coming up. And when you know it, the doctors fixed what had been going wrong um, just a short time later, actually. And she has now had a beautiful baby boy. And it was just a great time of revival and refreshment for me. But I really started to feel a tugging on my heart again to do something for Jesus. And I've tried a few things, really trying to figure it all out, like what I should do and how I should do it. But God keeps bringing me back to the idea of doing a podcast and starting a ministry for women through this. So I'm trying to be obedient. <laughs> I'm trying to do what I'm asking you to do. Um, I just want to meet with you and have conversations with you. And I will tell you that after I got off track in my life, it, it took me a while to get back to here. It was a journey. It was a struggle, but, um, God was always just so faithful and I did make a lot of wrong turns, but I'm so blessed to be where I'm at in this season of life. I've, I've certainly had my struggles like anyone, but God has been so faithful. He has forgiven me. He's brought me back into the fold and told me that he is not done with me yet. Amen. And that really brings me back to like now. God has been bringing me to the point where he's like, remember back in college when you started asking me what this life was really about, what you were really here for? Um, if you completely finally surrender to my will and my calling on your life, you will finally figure this out. I've made you for a purpose to do something in this world that only you can do in a way that only you can do it. And I want to use you to do the big things that you have secretly always desired to do. But, and this is the but, you have to be willing to finally go all in and stick with me. Trust me and do what I'm calling you to do. Trust me for I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. There will be a few hard times along the way for sure. This world will still have struggles. But if you stick with me, it will all be worth it. And I will be with you to pave the way every step of the way. I found that my purpose, as my girl Havla Cunnington says, was always within me. It was alive and active the whole time. I just didn't always live with my purpose in mind. I didn't turn the key on. And even my life experiences through these aimless times have prepared me for this very moment. Just like Esther, right? Praise God, even in my missteps, he was working all things for my good. And I'll prove it to you. So... I went to school in broadcast journalism and communication, and that's really where I learned how to write and tell stories and how to communicate a message to people. But even before that, I wanted to be like Oprah and share stories with the world to make an impact in people's lives. I worked in media production and public speaking and Christian radio. I put on Christian concerts and events. I've been a youth group leader, a young adult group leader, a college group leader, and someone who's learned to craft a message that would hopefully impact people's lives. But here's what I've learned too. I didn't do all of that. God did all of that with me. He orchestrated it all. 
my desires, my abilities. He even brought the world to a place technologically to where I can get my message out without even needing any big platform or permission. I can pro provide this free podcast to you in hopes that you will come on this journey with me and with Jesus and that this little thing that I'm stepping out to do by faith will be so huge. And my kids are here with me at home while I do it. You may hear them in the background. Um, but I'm praying that it will change your life and the lives of many others through you. Amen. I want to call out ministries, y'all, and giftings. And I want to, by the power and grace of God, set this world on fire. Not literally, of course, but spiritually speaking. And just so you know all about this podcast that is Purpose Driven Mommy with a Coffee, I will, in the first year at least, have a series of themed messages each month, one per week, that will drop every Wednesday. I want to help you get over the midweek slump and thrive through the end of each week with me. And I'm so excited about this part, but the last podcast message of the month will be an interview with a special guest who will share their story and what they are doing to live out their purpose in the world. And I hope you will get great biblical and womanly wisdom in each of my solo episodes, obviously, my messages and stories, and that you will also be greatly encouraged and inspired through the journeys and works of other Christians as well. And don't worry, I will also be sharing a little bit here and there about being a Christian wife and mother, because that's what I am. And I know that's a big part of who we all are and what we are all doing each day. So in Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, he says, it all starts with God. If we start there, we will find our way out from the darkness and into his marvelous light. I know this is true. We will find our way into living with his purpose for us in mind if we just follow him. It all starts in him. In Colossians 1.16, it says, For in him all things were created in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And the message translation says it this way, and I really love it. For absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. You know, it's so common for us these days to think that our life's purpose is all about us and the pursuit of our happiness. But in actuality, it's not really about us. The purpose of our life is so much greater. And if you want to know why you're here and what your purpose really is, you must begin with God. That's why I said, ask the source, look up, seek him first, and all this will be added unto you, right? Like we were made by God on purpose for God, for his purposes. It's actually more about becoming who God created you to be in the world than just about cramming more things into your life to do. It's really where you're focusing your time and energy and how you're doing the things that you're doing. Just like being healthy in a way, it's a lifestyle, y'all. But just because that's true doesn't mean there aren't also good works to be done. So how do we begin to find our purpose? Go to your owner's manual. It was put together by your creator. It explains everything like why we are alive, how life works, what to avoid and what to expect in the future. That's the Bible in case you are wondering. <laughs> uh, we all actually share one big purpose and that's glorifying God with our lives. But we will all find our way into that in our own unique ways. We'll do it in our own unique ways. So the takeaways for today, 
I've written four of them here. I hope you found even more. But number one, we are here on purpose for a purpose, for God's purpose. Um, once we know that, it is just the real game changer. That's what it's all about. Number two, and to figure out God's purpose for us, well, it's no surprise that God is the starting point. We have to go to God. We have to look up. We have to pray and ask, and we have to read his manual, the Bible. And number three, God is not just the starting point of our life, but he is the source of life. Remember how I said when we become Christians, we believe, receive, and become? Well, we receive not only eternal life, but the Holy Spirit, which I will share much more about coming up on the podcast, but by his Holy Spirit, we become what we're meant to become and find the ability to do what we're meant to do. And number four, I haven't shared a lot on this today, but the purpose for us all is to do the Great Commission. We are to, as it says in Matthew 19 through 20, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything he has commanded us. He says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And thank goodness he is. We have Jesus with us, and this discipling thing is so important in our homes, with our children, and in the outside world. As Rick Warren puts it, the purpose of your life fits into a much larger cosmic purpose that God has designed for eternity. How cool is that? And I wanted to leave you with this thought. It says in Matthew 10, 39, that whoever loses their life for my sake, that's Christ's sake, will find it. In other words, whoever sacrifices their life for the work of God will actually find the life they were truly meant for. The life you have always craved but may have never actually found, that's really what life is about, and that's really what this podcast is about, and it's found only in God. And with that, thanks so much for listening and joining me today for Purpose Driven Mommy with a Coffee. Again, I'm Michelle De Silva, and I'll continue to bring you weekly womanly wisdom for your more purposeful life in Christ. I want to help you thrive through your week. I'll be here every Wednesday, and I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast if you think this is for you. Share it with someone else that you think might enjoy it as well, and go ahead and review it for me here. Let me know what you think. Tell me what you'd like to hear more about. And, oh, and don't forget, if you are just starting your purpose journey, I have a link in the show notes here that if you click it, you'll receive my purpose packet to start you on your purpose journey. I call it, and this is a long name, I know, seven steps to igniting your God-given purpose so you can hashtag arise and shine in 2023. (laughs) Now, these are the words of the sidewalk prophets that I leave for you today. Be strong in the Lord, never give up hope. You're gonna do great things, I already know. God's got his hand on you, so don't live life in fear. Forgive and forget, but don't forget why you're here. Take your time and pray. Thank God for each day. His love will find a way. These are the words I would say, one simple mother to another. Mm